Welcome to Sullivan's Pro Football Kickoff. It's about the Bills and the beer. Now, here's your host, John Murphy. Welcome again to Sullivan's Pro Football Kickoff, and happy holidays, everybody. Happy New Year coming up. My name is John Murphy, the play-by-play voice of the Buffalo Bills, and yeah, the Bills are on a roll now with uh, their second consecutive win, the win over New England. We're going to talk about that game a little bit on today's podcast. We're going to talk about the Bills in general. We are brought to you by Sullivan's Brewing Company in Kilkenny, Ireland, the makers of Sullivan's Maltings Irish Red Ale, Sullivan's Irish Gold Ale, Sullivan's Black Marble Stout. We'll talk more about the beer a little bit later on, but we'll start by talking about the Bills, and we'll let you know who our guest is in just a couple of minutes. You may have heard of him. Jim Kelly, Hall of Fame quarterback for the Buffalo Bills, joins us to talk about this year's Bills, compare it to the Super Bowl Bills of 30 years ago now, and talk. He's going to get him. we'll get him talking about Josh Allen as well. Jim Kelly, a good guy, a Western New York, uh, really dug his roots deep into Western New York now. We'll talk with him about that. We'll talk with him about the Bills, and we'll talk with the Hall of Famer Jim Kelly in just a moment. We'll talk with him about the Bills' victory over the New England Patriots, the big win in Foxborough last Sunday, a 33-21 win for the Bills at New England. It really does uh, not ensure, but it makes uh, pretty easy the Bills' uh, effort to clinch the AFC East title again. They're in position to win the AFC East title again. they got to continue to win, though. And it was really a signature game for quarterback Josh Allen. Some people say his best game ever in a Bills uniform. They may be right about that. Josh Allen was sensational. Threw for more than 300 yards, threw for three touchdowns. He ran the ball well. He led the Bills in rushing in the game. Josh Allen was sensational. But you know what I think he did best? And I think he demonstrated best in the win over New England. And he's been there pretty much all season. But he certainly showed that he has total command of the Buffalo offense. He knows what he's doing on the Bills offense right now. He knows where everybody's lined up. He knows what the defense is looking like. He knows what plays will work. He knows when to check out of plays. He knows what to do improvisationally because he's played now in his fourth year. It's his fourth year in this offense, and he looks to me like he's in control and command of the offense. That may be the biggest stride he has taken in this year, his fourth year. And I've said it for months, years now. He gets better every year. I mean, every offseason that he came back to the Buffalo Bills, he was better than the year before. He fixed his deep passing game. He fixed his accuracy. This year, I think he's got a metal side of the game that he's never had before. Control and command of the Buffalo offense. Josh Allen is at the controls, and he demonstrated that in spades in the win over New England. Got to give credit to Brian Dable, too, and it's his fourth year with the Bills as well. He crafted an outstanding game plan against New England. Uh, there were rumblings a couple of weeks ago when the Bills hit a rough spot that maybe uh, Dable had lost his touch. No, he's got it. He knows what works. I think Dable has done a great job of uh, accustoming his uh, offense to the talent that he has. And let's face it, the talent has changed. Injuries have kind of taken a toll on the Bills roster. COVID certainly has. I mean, the Bills had a makeshift offensive line going into the Patriots game, and they had to switch it up in the game. That's Brian Dable. That's his familiarity with the pieces he has on the Buffalo offense and what will work for these pieces. I think Brian Dable did a sensational job this past Sunday, and the Bills offensive coordinator has done a great job all season long 
um, and mostly fitting his offense and his plans for the offense into what he has available. This past week, they had Isaiah McKenzie available, right? Number 19, a sensational game for him, a career game for him. Uh, McKenzie caught a touchdown, but he made several big plays, made several uh, great grabs going up high to get him, and made great runs after the catch. McKenzie, a very valuable piece with Gabriel Davis out, with Cole Beasley out, the onus fell on Isaiah McKenzie, and he delivered big time. Yes, he's earned a chance to get more reps as the uh, slot receiver, the third wide receiver in the Bills' offense. He certainly has. He's difficult to cover. He's great in the running game with the uh, jet sweeps. I think he's one of the more valuable players on the Buffalo offense. And congratulations to Isaiah McKenzie for hanging in there after he was declared a healthy inactive a couple of weeks ago. Hanging in there, great mental approach, and he really was a big part of the Bills' key victory over the uh, Patriots this past Sunday. The Bills are in the driver's seat now in the AFC East, but they don't have it clinched yet. They're about to clinch back-to-back division titles, which is amazing. First time they've done that in a while, but they're in the driver's seat, and they've got to win their next couple of games. They've got to beat Atlanta and the Jets to uh, win the AFC East. Both winnable games, Atlanta and the Jets. Atlanta this week. Now, Atlanta, the record... Not bad, 7-8. and eight. Really, only two games behind the Buffalo Bills. But when you look deeply into their uh, wins this year, who did the Atlanta Falcons beat to get their seven wins? They beat the Giants. Huh. They beat uh, the New York Jets. Huh. Bills have, have done that. They beat Miami, 30-28. to 28. Got by them back in October. Miami was in the midst of their funk at that point, and uh, they lost to the Atlanta Falcons. So that's three wins for the Falcons. Uh, they won... A two-point game at New Orleans. The Bills beat New Orleans, obviously. They uh, won a game at Jacksonville, which the Bills should have done and did not. They won a game at Carolina, and they won a game at Detroit. I would argue that as many cupcakes as the Bills have beaten this year, the Falcons' seven wins are comprised basically of all cupcakes. I mean, what's their best win? Is it uh, Miami? Maybe it is. Falcons with seven wins, they haven't really beaten anybody, which is not to say the Bills will roll over them automatically. Look, Unlike some of the Bills, unlike, what, six of the Bills' opponents this year, six of the Bills' uh, uh, victims this year, teams they have beaten, the Falcons have a quarterback, their number one quarterback, still in play. Matt Ryan, he's pretty good. He's not my favorite, but he's a capable, more than capable passer. He's having a decent year with the, uh, you know, he's done all right, Matt Ryan has. But um, the Bills uh, don't get to roll over a backup quarterback who's rarely or if ever played in the league. They'll face Matt Ryan, a capable guy. And he is a playmaker who has not had a sensational season. But I would submit, I really wouldn't mean do mean this too, Cordell, Cordero Patterson, <coughs> he is a guy that can break a game wide open. And I think he is a dangerous guy. Patterson leads the uh, Falcons in rushing. I guess he's officially listed as a running back now. Averages 4.1 yards per carry. He's just a great player. He's got 49 catches, five of them for touchdowns. He has run for six touchdowns. Cordero Patterson is a game-breaking caliber talent, and he's the guy the Bills have to keep checks on in this game. It is a very winnable game for the Bills. It's not an automatic win for the Bills, but they have to do it to continue their push to win the AFC East title and maybe, just maybe, get into the playoffs on a four-game win streak. That would be ideal. All right, we've got a lot more coming up on the Bills. Coming up next, we're going to talk with Hall of Fame quarterback Jim Kelly, still a Buffalo native, still a Buffalo Bills fan. We'll talk with Kelly about this year's Buffalo Bills when we continue with Sullivan's Pro Football Kickoff. You're listening to Sullivan's Pro Football Kickoff. 
with John Murphy. Sullivan's Pro Football kickoff, a very special guest right now, Pro Football Hall of Famer Jim Kelly. He led the Bills to four consecutive Super Bowls, won AFC titles from 1990 through 1993. We are very happy to have Jim Kelly on the line with us. Jim, thanks a lot for doing this, and happy holidays to you. Yeah, back at your butt. Merry Christmas. I uh, hope you had a great I'm very blessed that my girls were home, my son-in-law and my wife were all doing uh, good, and Santa, Santa was good this year. Yeah. You know, you you told me when we spoke a moment ago, you actually watched the Bills game at New England with your girls, who are, I guess, quite vocal as they watch the Bills these days, huh? Oh, my goodness. It's uh, <laughs> almost to a point where they scare me when they scream and yell, and yeah, they're, they're, they're wackadoodles when it comes to the Bills. They're... They're definitely a big part of the Bills mafia. I'll put it that. I'll put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> Give me your. I know you've seen a lot of the Bills, especially home games this year. What are your general impressions of the 2021 Buffalo Bills? Well, it depends on what you would have been talking to me. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, against some of the teams, like, are you kidding me? These are must-win games. These are games where you automatically, before the season, you look say, okay. Tough one, oh, easy one, easy one, tough one, easy one, easy one. And uh, when you lose a couple of the easy ones, at the time, you do not think much about it. Yeah, it hurts and everything, but when it comes down to the end of the season, when it's a matter of wins and losses for home field advantage, that's when you really look back to how did we let that one go. So um, right now, which is good, you always want to peak at the right time, but you also want to stay healthy at the end of the season. So um, I'm excited for what I see right now. Uh, I just hope they can continue to do that. I hope they continue to try to use Singletary and Moss a little bit more. Uh, I know we have some bumps and bruises on our team, but I just want to give a big shout-out to the offensive line. I thought they did a very good job this past week. Um, and, uh, you know, anytime you play that type of a team, you know they're going to be defensively, they're going to be coming at you. You know, Belichick's going to have them ready to play, but uh, – I think they did a very good job giving Josh some time to throw the football and uh, some of the plays that Josh made made, made I think everybody in Bill's country uh, happy to see. You know, Jim, um, you, you were around, obviously you were a main part of the Super Bowl run back in the early 90s, almost 30 years ago now, and I find it happening again. People, when the Bills have success, and I guess it's natural, but fans look back and say, well, this team doesn't do this as well as they did last year, or they don't, you know, they're not good in the red zone like the 2020 Buffalo Bills. Uh, do you find that to be the case? And it's almost unfair to compare when you have a great year like the Bills had in 2020. It's hard to compare what they're doing in 2021. It's a different season, different opponents, and, and just a different approach, I think, to the game, huh? Yeah, to a certain point, I think everybody looked at what we did last year and automatically you feel and you look back and, you know, what we did and, and you know, we got better year after year and what we did last year. Look at uh, everybody's very optimistic when you um, you see the guys that they have. They bring in Sanders. They you know, got, got digs. They brought a couple extra players and you hope that uh, there, some of the draft picks that they brought in are going to help on the defensive side. There's a lot of um, uh, hoping and praying, and I think a lot of them have proven good. But you know what? When you look at the overall, uh, you know, the teams that we played, some of the teams we struggled against, uh, some of the t- games we lost, you, you start wondering. But right now, 
it's just like anybody. You come to the end of the season, you start looking and say, okay, we're going to peak at the right time. I'm a good example. Look at the Miami Dolphins, what they won yep. six or seven in a row. And yep. we played them when they they were hurting. And uh, and now they're on a roll. Now we're on a roll. I just hope we can continue to do that when you peak at the right time. And I'm excited. I just keep praying that uh, they're going to find a way to get that running game going a little better um, with Singletary and Moss because – we just cannot afford to have Josh run all the time. I mean, he's an exciting player to watch, um, and he's something that everybody loves. I mean, there's times and places, I think, for all that, and uh, sometimes he takes some chances, which I think everybody in the Bills country uh, holds their breath every time he, you know, he puts that ball underneath his arm and he takes it off. We're like, oh, no. Yeah. But you know what? That's part of our offense. He's what makes our offense go, so – uh, we'll see what happens, but uh, you know what? I'm, I'm excited to to watch them next week, and hopefully we uh, get these two games and uh, don't look past them, but know that these are must-wins for especially when you still have the Patriots trade on your heels with two more games left. Hey, talking about Josh Allen and his ability to run, I mean, he's, got a, a, he's a really good runner. He's an important part of the Buffalo offense, as you pointed out. So what's the goal, do you think? I, I was saying uh, on the air to Eric Wood, I think they need to – Call runs for him maybe, what, five, six times a game because he's such a good runner. But you, you, you do worry about injuries. What's the sweet spot for the number of times Josh should run the football? Yeah, that's about right, five or six times. You know he's going to have a couple runs where uh, it's not designated to him, as we all have seen in mm-hmm. the past. You know that he's going to take off when maybe he should dump it and let the receivers run with it. But he's such an exciting player. He's a great athlete. He has confidence in his ability to get through there. And you just hope that, uh, you know, those those running plays that they do have designed for him, he can get what he needs and then get down and run out of bounds. So, I mean, every, every, he knows that too. I mean, that goes without saying. I know Brian Dable knows that also. He doesn't want to run too much because, you know, if you have four or five or six plays designed for him – well, you might as well add four or five more on for scrambles. Right. So I just hope he can get to a point where he goes through his progressions and when it's not there, he just drops it off, take what they give you, the old cliche that I've used my whole career, and uh, let the receiver do what they do, and that's run after catch. So, um, you, you know, again, you know, four or five are good, but you don't want to see him carrying the football 10 or 12 times right. a game. Another thing about Josh – through his uh, tenure here in Buffalo now, you know, starting back in 2018, he managed to find a way to get better, improve his game every year. I mean, he made dramatic improvements in his accuracy a couple of years ago. This year, and I'm curious what you think of this, Jim, it seems to me Josh has more command and more control of the offense than he ever has had, you know what I mean? And probably just a function of being in the same offense for his fourth consecutive year, huh? There's no doubt. It, it helps when you don't have to think um, when you go up to the line of scrimmage about plays. Uh, it automatically comes natural. Um, the worst part about um, starting in a new system is you're not doing everything just like uh, out of reaction. You know, you, you know exactly when you run this play, this guy is going to be, you know, open on man coverage, just zone coverage. You're going to throw to this guy instead of going up to the line of scrimmage and have to think of, okay, what's the defense? Okay, what's this guy running? And uh, what's the pass protection? There's a lot of different things you go through, and I think John Josh has handled this awesome. And, uh, and again, I think more – well, I shouldn't even say again because I hardly ever hear his name, but Ken Dorsey, the quarterback coach, yeah. is such an intelligent part 
um, of his team. He knows what he's doing. He knows how to talk to Josh. He knows how to coach him. Yeah, Brian Dable gets a lot of the um, accolades because of the system, and but uh, Ken Dorsey does such a great job in that meeting room uh, preparing Josh uh, for what he's going to be seeing. And one more thing about Josh, um, and I just wonder what you see as far as the Buffalo offense in general. I mean, you ran uh, 30 years ago. The, the, the It was sort of a groundbreaking no-huddle offense. How much freedom does Josh have? Does he have enough, do you think, to get done what he needs to on the field? You know what? One of the things I think he might do, I don't know why, but uh, I, I never thought and never, ever thought about, in the back of my mind, throwing a touchdown pass all the time. My my thing, because I call all my own plays, I always wanted to make sure we got in, whether it's run or pass. It's almost like when they get down there, they throw a lot more than they run the football. I don't know why they don't have as much confidence in their running game. I think one of the things they, they should do is when it comes to short yards and goal line or whatever, uh, give him – And I don't know whether they have that or not. Give him the opportunity to audible out. Give him a chance to do a check with me. So when he gets up there and you have a, a quarterback sneak or you have a off-tackle run, if it's not there, audible out. Get out of it. Like, good example, you you have a quarterback sneak and they just got the big guys up front. Knowing from watching film how big those guys are up front, and if they're not in that style of defense – then audible out, get into another play that you think might work better or even spread everybody out and know you still can run. All, all you need is either one or two yards, spread them out and, uh, you know, go on a quick count or, you know, because there's ways of doing a quick count and then also getting out of that play without your team jumping offside. So I don't know how they run their system as far as when they get short yards and goal line. Um, but uh, you know what? I think they should give them a little more um, leeway of audible and out if it's really not there. They're doing a pretty good job so far. They did a great job against New England. But it was a different situation, a lot of throwing, uh, you know, throwing. But they got it done. That's all counts. You mentioned a couple of times uh, about the Bills' uh, need, you think, to run the ball more. Uh, you benefited from having a Hall of Fame teammate at running back, Thurman Thomas. They don't have that. But how much of a liability, how much of a problem will that be moving forward into the playoffs, the fact that the Bills have, a, you know, a viable running game but not a real strong run game? You know what? We'll see. Yeah. I mean, I uh, I can't I can't predict what's going to happen. I just know from my experience and experience from other teams, um, if you have a running game where the defensive line is not, um, you know, always you know rushing a passer like teams do against uh, the Bills because they know we're probably going to throw it seven out of ten times. Um, it takes. Uh, it takes some pressure off the offensive line when you know that uh, the defensive line is not, you know, putting their toes in the ground and coming after you for a pass. It, it, it's good when they have no idea whether you're going to run or pass. And that's when I had Thurman. Thurman did such a great job not even blocking. But when we ran, I think, what was it? Um, uh, I think, what, pretty close to 50-50. I think we might have been 51-49 uh-huh. uh, as far as uh, pass to run. But uh, you know what? Josh has pulled his team through many times, but uh, I'd love to see the pressure taken off him, though all the pressure. I know a lot of it's always on the quarterback, but I'd like to see them, um, you know, use that running game a little bit more. But, you know, that's me talking from experience, but, you know, football today is so much different. So I don't know, Murph, the total answer, but uh, that's what I'd like to see. 
But, you know, whatever it takes to get to, get us into that playoffs and get us to move um, game by game on, that's what's going to take. We'll see what happens. Jim, you've, you've obviously been around here since your game days ended, your, your playing career, going to a lot of Bills home games. But I see more and more uh, Bills alumni, even many of your teammates showing up for games. Got to be fun for former players to come back when things are so good for the Bills right now and see the atmosphere there, huh? Oh, it always is. I mean, anytime I see Bruce or Daryl, you know, because I'm I'm here. I, we don't get together all the time, me, Thurman, and Tasker, but we do see enough of each other. Um, but when you see guys come in from out of town, it is always awesome. I mean, we get together, whether it's going to Ilio de Paula's or Mulberry's or Bruce's favorite place, uh, Chef's. Um, no matter what you do, when you see your boys come in from out of town, it, it puts a big smile on your face. Um, you stay busy, right, with Hunter's Hope Foundation, Kelly for Kids. Tell me about that a little bit, please. Yeah, we, as a matter of fact, I'm meeting with my brother, Danny Tay. We have a little brunch, um, and uh, we're going to decide on all the charities uh, this year that are going to get uh, money. This is one of our top three golf tournaments we had was this year. Even though we could not uh, um, you know, have as many people because of COVID, we still did very well. We're going to give out uh, checks to p- probably over 50 charities here in Western New York, and of course, uh, a nice one to Hunter's Hope, and just continue to try to make a difference in, in this community, and whether it's 2,500, whether it's 10,000, whatever the case may be, when you know there's so many charities out there that need your help, especially with what this country is going through now, um, I think uh, it, it definitely it's something that puts a smile on my face because I know we're, we are making a difference, and that's what counts. And Buffalo has always been so, so unbelievable, uh, a giving city, that uh, I just am very blessed that, uh, you know, we have those type of people around here that are willing to give. And, uh, you know, big, big, uh, big thank you to people in my office, you know, Dennis Stopsky and Trisha Cavalier and, and of course, uh, Ashley. And, uh, you know, it takes everybody. I yeah. can't do it all alone. My wife can't do it all alone. It takes everybody pulling together. So we're very, very blessed. COVID forced you to move the tournament to August, I believe, last year. I couldn't make it because of a commitment with Sullivan's. But uh, um, you're, you'll go back to like early June for the tournament next year? What's the plan? No, we're going to stay in August. Are you? We, okay. had, we, we did a little survey and everybody said, oh, August will be so much better for weather yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah we don't want to see snow in june uh we've seen i think uh the thir- this is our 35th year i think or 36 years coming up and uh we're excited i mean we're gonna do it at casino in niagara falls and we still do it at uh um oh my goodness uh batavia what's the know, name of the place yeah 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 um Oh my! Uh, we're both, Hill, we're uh, both Terry old men. Hills. Yes, yes, Terry Hills. Yes, Terry Hills. They take such great care of us, and uh, we just have such a great time. We get a lot of players. I know we're not going to get any players from probably um, you know our team because of it being in August. Right. But the weather's so much better, and uh, people are excited about it. So we're going to move forward and do it in August like we all you know, like we did last year, and we'll see what happens. Well, I hope to help you next year. So keep me in mind. I'm ready to help with the gala. I've done that for a while. I I really enjoy that. Jim, last question I have for you. Um, you've stayed in Buffalo. I mean, it's hard. The weather is a factor, but you've stayed here since you retired. I mean, you've really d- dug in roots here in Western New York and, and made Buffalo your home. Why Why did you do that? Why did you commit so so much to Buffalo and Western New York? 
Well, there's a, there's a bunch of reasons. Uh, number one, of course, probably no. I shouldn't say number one because there's about three, four number ones. Yeah. Uh, my son, my son is laid to rest here. Yeah. My wife's from here. The people are just unbelievable. The um, I do some things with ECMC. I'm very blessed because you never know when you're going to have to go there. And Stacy Roder does such a good job with ECMC to help us out. To, just the people are so awesome. I got my lodge. Um, I can't, I can't pick my lodge up <laughs> and I can't take all my friends. I mean, the friends that I've made here over the last, you know, 35, 40 years, it's just unbelievable. I, I mean, if I want to go South, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll, you know, grab a plane and head down there. But you know, what's just like a lot of people are moving out of New York. New York's not a great city to, I mean, state to live in. <laughs> it's not very good. I mean, you think about going to Florida, you have no state tax and all right. those things and, it makes it, I know a lot of people said, you know what, I'm done with it. I'm leaving. But you know what? I can't take all my friends with me. My sons, you know, I just went through them. Um, I, I love Buffalo. And of course, the Buffalo Bills are here. Yep. And that always is a huge part of it. My kids, as I said before, are wackadoodle Bills fans. <laughs> they go crazy. They love it. So I, I love it too. I love all my friends. And uh, I'm very blessed. Well, we're blessed to have you, Jim. Thanks for doing this. Uh, Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Thanks very much. Thanks, Bob. You have a good one, John. Okay. You're listening to Sullivan's Pro Football Kickoff with your host, John Murphy. Well, that's it for this week's installment of Sullivan's Pro Football Kickoff. My name is John Murphy. I'll be talking to you on the Bills game this Sunday. 1 o'clock kickoff. Love the 1 o'clock kickoffs. The Bills and the Atlanta Falcons. Now, I'm not saying it'll be a walkover win. I mean, the Falcons aren't that much further behind the Bills in the overall NFL standings, but... It's a game the Bills should win, a game they really have to win. they got to win these next two and clinch the AFC East. That's the target. They got the hard work out of the way last Sunday. they got to follow it up with a solid game this coming Sunday. I want to thank Jim Kelly, the great Hall of Famer, great Western New Yorker. He's done a remarkable job uh, just digging his roots into the Buffalo area, and he's great to talk with. It was great to catch up with Jim Kelly. Thanks to him for joining us on the podcast today. Our sponsors, Sullivan's Brewing Company in Kilkenny, Ireland, the makers of Sullivan's Malting's Irish Red Ale, Sullivan's Irish Gold Ale, Sullivan's Black Marble Stout, up and running all over bars and taverns in the Buffalo area, all over upstate New York, in New York City, and several other places in the east. Look for it, ask for it at your local tavern or bar, and you can find it in stores in the Buffalo area, in Wegmans and Consumers Beverages, Sullivan's Irish Malting's Red Ale, Sullivan's Irish Gold Ale, Sullivan's Black Marble Stout. Out. Our thanks to our producer, Pat Fellball. We'll see you next week on Sullivan's Pro Football Kickoff. Happy New Year, everybody. You've been listening to John Murphy and Sullivan's Pro Football Kickoff. It's all about the Bills and the beer. <laughs> <laughs>